Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics Podcast. My name is Imran Lasker. I am a consultant radiologist. And hi, I'm Dush Gilwardner. I'm a cardiology registrar, subspecializing in intervention. And uh, you may hear it in my voice and maybe in Thrush's voice. My voice is going. Something's going on with it. I sound a bit more... I feel like that Friends episode. Do you remember that Friends episode with Phoebe? Maybe this is a bit too old for some people now because apparently what? Friends is a retro thing. A retro thing, yeah. People are wearing t-shirts like it's a retro thing. But there was an episode of Friends where Phoebe, who couldn't sing, had some sexy phlegm and that meant that she could sing and then she was doing everything she could to stay sick because it was actually helping her further career. So maybe this is it. This is it for me. I'm going to, I'm going to be the next, I don't know, just um, the next big singer out there. Exactly. Exactly. This is it. It's that time of year though, isn't it? Like I was saying to you before we started, I just feel petulantly ill with something. And, mm. and you start to get better and then you hear a kid coughing again. You're like, oh, what's going to get this time? <laughs> then you just feel like I got over the last thing and now like I'm feeling on well again. It's just really annoying. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Mate, I, I like feel so old. Yeah, <laughs> like this has got me. I've I've been going to the gym a bit more recently and I, I did a big deadlift last week and it's completely bust my back. Like I, and I still busted now. And I'm oh. it, to the point that when I try and cough, when I cough, it hurts. And that's when I was like, did I, can you break a rib? Like, <laughs> Doing a deadlift, that's what it feels like. I might have broken a rib here. That's how bad it is. But then it's also, yeah, I'm, I'm getting old. Yeah, I literally, <laughs> when I was on one two weeks ago, and I still feel it just takes me so much longer to get over things. I was a bit like, I've ripped off the year. So I've ripped off the year. I'm like, <laughs> I'm seeing rubbish. I'm into the gym. <laughs> limp over to 2023 before I'll still up together, and then I'll be even further behind. It's that time of year, though, man. Christmas is coming up, man. Yeah. This, the, this will be coming out after Christmas. That it won't, it will, won't it? This episode will be coming out. Oh, uh, yeah, they'll come up Boxing yeah, Day. Yeah. So I hope everyone's had a nice Christmas, right? Yeah. I hope everyone's had lots of nice presents and eaten nicely. Yeah. Have you got the mince pies that you wanted? Because I'm not a big mince pie fan, but the ones I do not got, this kind of sound really super, what's the word, like first world problem where you just complain about something that's completely mm-hmm. inconsequential. I got the wrong type of mince pies from my Ocado shop. Oh my God, that sounds so privileged. <laughs> okay, Ocado, yeah, all right. Yeah, I wanted the yeah, M&S okay. iced mince pies. They didn't have any. I might have ordered quite a few of them. And instead, they substituted it for Mr. Kipling's. And I had six boxes of Mr. Kipling's mince pies. And the guy was like, do you want the Mr. Kipling's mince pies? And I was like, no, sir, I do not want those mince pies. Take them and be gone with you. And tomorrow, before work, I'm going to drive somewhere and see if I can find them. Like Harold and Kamar. It's like another classic movie. It's probably oh, yeah. Kamar, I remember that. Castle. Yeah, get the yeah. munchies, isn't it? I still remember that movie. I used to love that film. And I remember yeah. I was watching it and my grandmother sat down and started watching it with me. And oh, then, no. yeah, and, and she was laughing so much. And then at the end, she goes, but Imran, why were they so hungry? Is that much <laughs> yeah. <square?" laughs> yeah, it got really hungry. It's one of this very specific burger. And that's what it, that's what it wanted. Oh, okay, then fine. Yeah. She loved it. She loved it. A rest in peace, honestly. <laughs> But yeah, I had a bit of a Christmas mess up because I've got this meal prep thing going on and they sent me like a meal prep, like Christmas dinner. And I was actually looking forward to it because I don't normally do Christmas or anything Christmassy. And yeah. uh, get, getting a halal turkey and all that stuff can be a bit of a pain. But they actually sent one through and I thought, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then my father-in-law came around and he ate it. And I was distraught. I'm distraught. I'm actually very upset by that. I was, yeah. I don't know what to say. So what did it have? <laughs> was it just a ready meal in a packet or was it? But the different parts have to be constructed. No, that's the thing. I tried those ones. Those like the Hello Fresh. There was something called Halal oh, yeah. Fresh. I tried for a bit. Halal Fresh, nice. yeah, yeah. Those Halal yeah. Fresh as well. I tried that. Now they become it's Halal. But you know what? It's just cooking. I can't be bothered with and me and instructions. It's just, it feels like doing an exam again and messing yeah. it up. I just yeah, can't do it. So then I'm just trying this other one called Lines. I'm not sponsored by the none of us are, but called Lines Prep. 
okay. you just, yeah, they just send you the meal, you put it in the micro for three minutes and pretty good so far, I have to say. But I will never know what the uh, Christmas dinner was like. And oh. part of what broke my heart was like my father didn't even get it. He just left the gravy on the side on the cranberry sauce. And I so he didn't like, even enjoy it properly. He didn't see yeah, it. It's like, just like. And then, yeah, then he goes, it wasn't that good. I was like, how long do you heat it for? He goes, two minutes. I was like, oh, I just, I don't, did you not read the instruction? You're not to say that you just ruined that entire thing. Why? Right. So you can, you didn't even enjoy it. So it's not like it no. was, it's gone to a happy yeah. moment. Just... And then he's so funny. He goes, by the way, was it how long? I'm like, <laughs> bruv, <laughs> come on. After all these years, come on. <laughs> Man, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll gift you a halal turkey meal. Halal turkey, or just say it's halal and you can take the blame. For it, <laughs> and then you'll hear it. Yeah, it's takes. your fault. It's not my problem. Yeah, go on then. Talking about not my problem, which is his problem, we want to start on a specific subject, don't we? It's yeah. something that's been quite, quite, quite a big deal. Strikes. Yeah, strikes. Strike one. I hope people get what they need and deserve. So mm. there have been the second round of nursing strikes. And then today, to, as we're recording, there have been the paramedic strikes. There's a good thread in here, which I thought we should read out just to fully in support of paramedic strikes. Their service 100%. has been suffering hardcore for such a long time. Like the waits are just bonkers for an ambulance to queue. They often ended up having to queue for hours outside A&E just waiting to offload patients because hospitals are full of patients and all of these mm. knock-on effects. And these guys do such an amazing, hardcore job, front, true, like frontline, and they certainly deserve to be paid more. I hope they get it. But you've seen the kind of interference run by the health secretary, you know, Barclay, who was like mm. talking about, oh, like independent pay review people, as if that's oh, yeah. But it's interesting to but, see the talking heads on TV are not like falling for it, it seems. It's, they are like... You but can... don't you find it weird that, okay, I don't ever find this stuff weird because there's always something behind it, but yeah. Yeah, they'll do an independent pay review of MPs and it goes up by like 30, 40%. But no, it's independent. It's got nothing to do with us. But when you do independent pay review of anyone else, but it goes down or doesn't yeah, go up. This, I think it's, it's interesting. It's it might be a coincidence, yeah. but I think like the chairman for one of the independent chair reviews is like a friend of Boris Johnson. So they're like yeah. a Tory, like a, a appointee. So when you join those dots together, you can see it's not quite independent. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. We did I message you earlier today about Rishi Sunak's appointment of some sort of ethics person. Oh, yeah. Like, like a banker. Could you think of any? Yeah, exactly. Like, ethics, really? Yeah. You think a banker is going to be, at what point of ethics ever been a part of the whole banking thing? Yeah. It's just, but that's the thing. When you start seeing it for what it is, take a step back, you think, yeah, you know what? Like, how did I not see this before? It's all about pesos and keeping the pesos in the system keeping yeah. getting into your pocket and whatever way possible and it's not even smart half time is not even smart it's right in front of you yeah. look what happened with that moan that the lady with the ppe it's so obvious it's no point in pretending it's just oh i'm gonna take a step back and clear my name clear your name from what is the records are there the company came into existence <laughs> out of nowhere and got one of the biggest contracts like around out of nowhere and you're going to tell me that you've got to clear your name. Who are you fooling? Like, it makes no yeah. sense. Like, we all know what's really going. We all know. It's a, bit, it's a bit like that Prince Andrew thing, isn't it? Like, he goes and uh, pays someone off just to be quiet. And yeah, if you're an innocent guy, you don't. Am I, are we going to get counsel for me saying that? Because I know people get quite emotional about the... Uh, Prince Andrew, I think pretty friend. much everyone yeah, agrees yeah. that he's... I think you've got to be like a really hardcore royalist to be like, yeah, I can excuse Peter Fitzgerald. You'd be surprised what people excuse. And look what Jeremy Clarkson did. I've pulled that in. I don't know whether the, Jeremy Clarkson did this uh, column which came about and he was having a go at Meghan, Meghan, Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. I was about to say Meghan Fox. That's someone else. Yeah. Yeah. But like he did this horrendous article basically saying something like they should get Meghan Markle, put it like what, strip her of her clothes, put her around the country and get her to, they just throw feces at her and call yeah. her, say shame or something. And it was just like, it was very difficult to read. And I can't imagine. 
what kind of mind it takes to even write that. I think it's a good idea. Imagine that's the stuff that he's happy to like type out and put into a newspaper. Imagine what goes on in his head. The stuff that he's actually know that's a bit strong. Like yeah, but you imagine. (laughs) But the thing is, that would be interesting. I saw some really interesting comments that people saying, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he thinks of Prince Andrew, then, if that's what he thinks, because he basically openly says, I just take an active dislike to her. And it was just like, that's it. No reason. Mm-hmm. I can think of a few reasons why he might just suddenly decide he doesn't <laughs> like her. But he, uh, he says he's just taken a dislike to her. Cut. But it'd be interesting to know if the people who've actually done horrible things, like what you'd think of them, because he's a bit strong. He's a bit like, oh, it's a Game of Thrones reference. Well, that, oh, okay. That, that, that makes okay, it okay. That's okay, then, is it? Like, oh, oh because to recreate obviously, the Red Wedding. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Because no. obviously in the Game of Thrones, it was like a good thing. The, yeah, I mean, exactly. What was going on. It was a very good thing. Everyone's really jo- jovial about the whole thing. And yeah. The person getting thrown That's quite nice, isn't it? This yeah. is great. Yeah, and let's carry on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we, should, we yeah. should, I did think it'd be important mm. to talk about that little thread that was from Oh, yeah, go Bruce Sorby. Yeah, yeah, let's so, go back to that. Seeing so yeah. many posts about what we earn in the ambulance service and other people comparing us to other jobs in similar environment pay scales, it really isn't just about how much we get paid. It's about staff retention, support, development, working environment. But yeah, they need to get paid. No, don't do that. Don't do that. It's about getting paid. Get paid. Don't make yeah, it about anything else, please. Fair just, enough. But you know what they're going to do. Though. You just know what they're going to do. You're just going to give you something else. Like, oh, it's work hours. Okay, we'll just do something about that. But we're not going to pay you. There's a bit where she anyway, says, anyway, yeah, she's talking yeah, about yeah. a colleague who can't afford to strike because he's about, he's a negative 500 pounds at the end of every month after his take-home wages and has to rely on a minimum of three overtime shifts a month just to make oh ends God. meet. God forbid unexpected costs, holidays or whatever else. He then has to do five. That's an extra 36 to 60 hours extra per month just to live. He's working what some full-time workers do in six weeks and just four to live. Essentially, this is a kind of career whereby people are having to make very quick, life-changing decisions. And it's important that they're paid properly and that we that we retain the staff there because they do a really hard and important job clapped for them we should pay them more yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. but at my, i always say just do worry when you try and give them anything else about apart from pay they'll latch onto that and just i have oh, you know what yeah just that's pay, true i have pay. noticed though with i don't like care in, about anything else yeah yeah that's true i have <laughs> noticed though with like interviews on the tv often people say it's about many things but the most important thing is about pay and people just mm. mean about pay and i think mm. i think the message i think lessons have been learned from <laughs> 2016 yeah. i hope is that kind of they'll go what they need they so richly deserve they should um, negotiate like i do do you remember i've showed you today what i i want more than that no <laughs> yeah. more responses until i get paid more <laughs> yeah, absolutely. i can't the thing is though it's funny to see those messages so just to say Ryan has been fished he's being headhunted from all corners <laughs> of and course <laughs> people all these people who just want iran services um and asking for him to help with ideology and they're like, <laughs> with rates. No, okay. And Imran, I can't read that. Like, sometimes I see messages and I can read them in a person's voice, but I can't read them in your voice because they're, they're so <laughs> not like you. Just a bit of context. I've got one of these scammer things. You know, when you get the scammers that, hey, would you be interested in a job for £125 to £300? No, I'm worth more than that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's I'm, worth more than <laughs> I'm worth more than that. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they kept trying it. No, but you haven't heard. Like, I'll give you £125 an hour. Like, you haven't heard. I'm worth more than that. I, you don't know who you're talking to. And then they find that go away. I've been doing that a lot with these kind of things. I told you already. But I think someone was trying to, when you get this phone call and they're trying to sell your mobile phone and this person just would not stop. And I was trying to be polite in the beginning. Like, hey, yeah, listen, I'm not interested. Like, I'm really busy right now. And they kept going. They kept going. And it'd been like, a, genuinely, it'd been like a good five minutes now. And I'm driving and they're just not stopping. And I said, listen. I know you think you'd give me some great deal for £10 a month for a phone. And I just had to BS as I'm the kind of person that walks every six months into the Apple shop 
and say, give me the most expensive phone that you've got and I buy it straight up. So why do you think I'm interested in your 10 pound a month phone? And I knew I was being horrible, but I just needed to just get rid of them. Just get them to understand yeah. that I don't care about anything right now. Just go away. But anyway, yeah. How does that relate Masterful. to these? Yeah. I'm just joking around with these guys, but I just think that with these strikes, I think you, we see this all the time. The idea that asking for money is a bad thing. And if you want money, then you're a bad person. I know the situation where someone is 500 pounds in deficit, having worked a full-time job that's important as running that service is yeah. an absolute joke. And if you just have to stand up and say, absolutely not, absolutely not. And if you're going to be in that kind of deficit, it might, I don't know, man, you've got to do what works for you. And I wouldn't feel bad about leaving the ambulance thing and let them deal with it because they're clearly not looking after you if they're not going to abide by getting you paid, right? You should not be worried about this kind of stuff if you're doing such an important service for the country. Yeah, totally. And, and there's so many, there's so many things going on strike. I, you, I wonder what is the Tory government thinking right now? Okay. Who's striking right now? You got ambulance service, nurses. got nurses, you got doctors coming up. What else is going on? The rail service, postal strikes. Yeah. Oh, there, was some, there was something else as well. They can't, surely they can't be like, how are you going to spin this? Like, how on earth are you going to spin this? And the only thing they could say about the ambulance service, what was it? What did they say through Sher about the um, The only thing that they all sat together, like, okay, we need to counter this. We need yeah. to somehow get the attention off this, the whole pay thing. What do we do? What do we do? What should we do? How do we get, how do we get people to stop talking about it? I think, I think they've accepted that. So <laughs> they've done a few things, right? But they need like dead cats. They essentially, I think that Rishi Sunak implying that employing that kind of ethics committee person as a banker, they're like, nobody's going to notice this. Let's see what kind of crap we can get away with <laughs> in this time. Look, they're looking over there and then just get over this other stuff. And they'd be like, this situation's so terrible. Let's just do stuff mm. that's slightly less terrible because people are talking about the other terrible thing. And so I think that's what they're doing at the moment. Because how can you suddenly be like, oh yeah, nurse, nurses and paramedics are the bad guys now? Or they're like <laughs> greedy industrialists, like, mate. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, exactly. You know, as people have said, like many times, like the nursing profession is the most considered the most trusted profession in the UK, and the least trusted is politicians and then economists. So they just coming out with all that stuff about independent pay commissions and stuff. I think is just I don't think it's really get, getting going to get any traction at all. I think they have made some comments, haven't they? Oh yeah, we're to avoid strikes, we're going to renegotiate. Oh, I don't know. It's all. Yeah, and did you see that? There was something else. Like, oh, okay, if you call it the strikes now, then we can talk about it. We'll promise to talk about it later. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's all. You're missing the point. Just stop trying to get around this issue. Just deal with the issue. It's actually very simple. It's so yeah. simple. Pay them. That's it. Do you see that? There was this that person who, <laughs> I can't remember her name, but she's got like this really weird fringe, like her hair is really like permanently like elevated. Like something about Mary, but if something, if Mary had been kept in a microwave for too long, she, she was like saying, oh, like nurses, let's be honest though, like nurses, they, I, when I'm in a hospital, what is she doing in hospitals anyway? Like, I, I feel like she goes there to watch infirm people just at some point and laugh or something. But she was like mm. saying, oh, like I see too much of them standing at nursing stations, drinking cups of tea. And I'm like, what? Where's that even come from? Um, I don't know. He's oh, just trying to name? push Oak that rhetoric that they're not doing anything. I really, I just, yeah, they're trying to push the idea that the people, they're just lazy and trying as in the idea they keep trying to push is they're lazy and they're greedy and they're not yeah. basically working, which is just of all the jobs out there, you're really going to try and pull that one. Really? It just doesn't make any sense. But the fact that people might even fall for it is just, yeah. sometimes you just, you do despair, isn't it? What people are really going to read and, um, what gonna take and believe. Yeah. And that's what, about what people read and believe there's, there mm. was like, little, I've gotten in trouble a few times this week, but. There was that kind of tweet from Chris Day who was talking about 
the director oh, yeah. for lived experience and mm. there's a job whereby people are talking about how much that person might get paid i think like the salary is like 110,000 pounds a year and i think his implication was oh this is tone deaf when he goes doctors nurses and paramedics depending there's no money to give doctors nurses and paramedics Just, so they decided to yeah. go for that which i think is like an extension of the whole kind of pa discourse it's like the same kind of thing and uh, I think there was like a really nasty undercurrent to it, which just, they seem to always just sidestep and go back to the same original thing, which is they're like, oh, and someone's like, it is a zero sum game. It is a zero sum game. And I'm a bit like, when people start talking that kind of nonsense, often from a non-account, I'm like, are they actually secret talk because they're running interference? Because mm. that kind of stuff does help people fighting amongst them, themselves. Because mm. for one, people were like, oh, what is the evidence? Lived experience. And I was like, why don't you just use Google? And then it seems to be like <laughs> a thing that doctors say when there's something that doesn't make or like they haven't heard of before or doesn't immediately. Like, what, have you looked up the papers detailing how paracetamol works before you prescribed mm. it? Or if there's something that doesn't fit in with a convent, it's not from a convention that you are really familiar with, then you start asking, oh, what's the evidence? Go look it up, mate. Go look it up. There's like plenty mm. of papers and stuff out there. And so there's this whole discourse around that. I was interested to know what your take on it was. There. I think that my only thing I'd say is that for some odd reason, these kind of comments are trying to infer the only people worth paying in the entire hospital are the doctors. And that's yeah. it. No one should be earning more than a doctor. And that's the, it feels like that's the, that's like the ideal that they want. That the doctors can come in on a red carpet and they're going to get paid the most. They're going to be looked after the most because they're the ones who really run on the show. They're the ones who really doing anything. And everyone else is just periphery. That's the implication here, that someone like this is not worth the money that they're getting. And I really do think it's about having your blinkers on and just going for what you think you're worth. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter about what this person's getting, that person's getting, et cetera, et cetera. And I think, I think, that, <clears throat> sorry, I think that helps you more getting what you want because you know what you think you're worth rather than worrying about other, what other people have. It's not about that. It really isn't. And so I've said this before, like, you know, now once you became, once I became a consultant, people start asking me, what's your hourly rate? Like, because some, there are, we've joked about it, but yet there have been jobs where someone's asked me, look, I'll pay you your, your hourly rate. And I always say a thousand pound an hour. Always, yeah, always. Yeah. And I know they laugh and I laugh too. And I say, okay, then I break that a bit. And then they say, no, but seriously though. I say, yeah, seriously though. Tell me what you think, how much you think you're going to give me. And then it goes from there. But I'm not really thinking about, oh, you know, what's... If they're going to ask you through, sure, what are you going to ask for? I'm, I, if you went and got more, if they said yes to a thousand pound an hour for you, it doesn't bother me, mate. Yeah, like you go for it. You did it. Good for you, man. That's a good hustle. I'm glad for you. You did it. And I didn't quite manage it. It's all right. But I just think that's missing. And I think I spoke about this on another, on I think my solo podcast, where it's very difficult to find people who are genuinely happy for you when you do well, right? It's very difficult to find people who are genuinely happy for you. And most of the time, it's going to be your parents that, who are going to be happy that you've done something quite well. Mm. So for me, if someone's making a hundred grand from this job, yeah, like good for you, mate, carry on. That's a decent wage and you just keep running whatever it is that you're doing. You've got someone that thinks it's worth that much. I hope it is worth that much and you just carry on. Yeah. But right now, all that matters to doctors and everything is how much you, th you think you're worth and go for yeah. it. So That's I must it. admit, like the, the stuff on li the, the lived experience has started a lot. I think it was over a week ago, which is such mm. a long time in Twitter. The Twitter in the Twitter verse, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But I think so. I had to look it up. I didn't really understand. I could have could see, could understand an idea of what the concept was <laughs> from the title. But I had to look up like what it really meant. And I think it's something mm. that's been applied, particularly in kind of mental health. And the idea mm. is that you have people who have lived experience, who have suffered with 
for certain problems to advise on the way a service is delivered. And the idea is that often as kind of doctors or health professionals, we as a cohort don't accurately represent society. Overwhelmingly privately school educated, overwhelmingly male, overwhelmingly white, overwhelmingly heterosexual. There are lots of different things that unfortunately we we just don't have that experience of. And we know that there are worse health outcomes for marginalized groups. And unfortunately, in trying to make this point, I use the word minorities. And so then suddenly in, in, the, in that discourse that was happening, people was just assumed, they're like, what are you making about race? Are you making about race? Actually, I wasn't even, mm-hmm. didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about more about LGBT. Keep people, mm. I was thinking that it's important that because we know that their health outcomes are worse and that it'd be important to have representatives there to kind of just for them. And be, because the, people are going to have blind spots and stuff. But it was interesting to see, like, some people were saying stuff along the lines of, sure, we're not saying it's not important, but is now the right time? Which is another thing I find really annoying because mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys will say that stuff. And that basically just means that it's not a priority to you. And people have been mm-hmm. saying, no, it's not the right time to so many different things. So anytime anyone tries to address the duck balance, oh, it's not the right time. But it's in the recent times, it's all oh, because of COVID. Oh, I remember the Tories saying about the Ukraine war. This all mm-hmm. austerity is like, thing, and it's like, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. But, but ultimately, you've got, to, you've got to have priorities. And clearly, those people who are talking about just could not, they could not envis- envisage, they couldn't <laughs> con- put, like, conceive how that might be important to people. And that, to me, was as, like an amazing reveal because it showed, mm. I think, so Christay in particular, he's obviously, people say, oh, the strength of his character is a whistleblower and stuff. And obviously, his case and stuff that happens is awful. Well, that's true. Shouldn't be about there. But just because that you've been in that situation doesn't mean that you're not going to have blind spots. And it is important. And he was like saying, or oh, he compared the lived experience things so like, oh, it's not having meals for your family and having an amazing gym membership. And I'm like, you're comparing like a, a person who's advocating for marginalized groups as a gym membership. That's how superfluous it seems to you. Oh, it's like the dressing on top. And so what? Make sure that the kind of bar- white people are white, able-bodied, heterosexual people are all dealt with first. Is that it? I don't know. Mm. I just think, but your point obviously is, is like, is like, an, like another really important, it's just, it was just small-minded in so many different ways. But all that was happening was that uh, he was like, retreating responses to me whereby people were talking about his giving character witness statements for Chris Day, which I found was like mm. unhelpful. I think I've realized that this week I'm talking about myself a lot. So sorry, I should. <laughs> no, but I think that we're just highlighting an issue that's happened here and I guess giving our own perspectives. And I think I mean, on this particular one, you have got quite involved in it, which is yeah, fine. <laughs> Not something I usually do personally, as you've noticed. But, uh, but the, I, the, my point is, I think when it comes to pay and all this kind of thing, you're actually doing everyone a favor being very, by being very selfish about it in terms of just don't worry about what everyone else is making. Just don't worry about it. Just don't care. Be oh, completely gosh. blind, blinders on and go for what you're worth. Oh, yes, yeah. gone. Yeah, gone. Yeah. And there was this pillock who was applying to me saying something like, oh, but it is a zero gun sum game. At the moment, it's a zero sum game. I'm like, you don't understand what you're talking about. What does that even mean? What are you even mm. on about? And they are in direct competition. I'm like, yeah, that's just because you can't invis- imagine it in your head doesn't mean that's the way it is. And like, mm. like what happens? Think about it like in a kind of broader sense, like for the economy. Say if you pay nurses and paramedics more, say if you give them more money, the government, you're taxed more or whatever, and nurses get paid more. What's supposed, what happens to the economy? Where does the money go? What do they spend their money on? 
they spend mm. it on and services within the oh, so what happens to the economy as a result it goes back into the economy it's just it's a like it's not that money just like fritters off they don't go and send it to panama like they'll spend it in the uk it's good for the mm. uk so it's not like a zero it's not oh no there's like only 10 pounds left what are we gonna spend it it's not how it works like it's mm. the, the, yeah fine if you cut bonuses for bankers yeah they probably will send it to panama but if you're if there are people who are struggling to make ends meet, they'll spend it in the UK and they'll spend it on the UK economy. It's good for the economy for people to be able to afford kind of basic provisions. It, it works out. But if you've got, if you've got the imagination of a, a single-bodied, single-celled organism, then it probably is a difficult concept. <laughs> or zero sum. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. It's, I just think th these are the points where you'll lose it. This is what I mean. I've like, lost it. Yeah, these yeah, are sorry. the points. No, you'll lose it. But as in, <laughs> we, we will lose the entire fight by saying stuff like this, by going on about stuff like this. Because at what point are you going to stop? Are you going to suddenly start talking about footballers and how much they get paid? Celebrities, how much they get paid? They're not doctors. Or why are they getting paid so yeah. much? It doesn't matter. They've got their own little thing. They've got their own thing going on. Just get what you think you're worth. And trust me, I've said this before, that 20% pay rise, you're worth way more than that. Way more than that. And you're way more than that. Way more than that. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, let alone the rest of it. Talking about potentially quite simplistic views about certain things, there was a, I would say, a med Twitter villain, which I don't want to name outright because I don't Can we say what to... his name rhymes with? You love doing that. So if you wish to. You... The. Stay in your lane, Doc. Stay, stay in, your, in lane, your lane. Yes, the. Ex stay in your lane, Doc. Yeah, owns a Range Rover. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Another clues, they've said that I hope it's a matter of personal choice, but the number of women here swimming in full body black burkinis stirs some concern. So for those that don't know, burkinis, regardless of the color, burkinis yeah. are basically swimming outfits that cover the entire body in the way that a hijab, I guess, would. Like it would cover their yeah. hair, yeah. cover their pretty much most of the body. Do you know where and, he was um, tweeting that from? No, where was it from? Oh, he was yeah. in Indonesia. So Kuta, Indonesia. Oh, interesting. Okay, fine. <laughs> he was concerned that there were so many Muslims. So he's gone to Indonesia. someone else's country. He's gone to some, <laughs> someone else's country. Seen people that are not from his culture or any of those things yeah. and felt concerned about what they were wearing. And in particular, he was concerned about how much the females, I assume they're females, by the way, were choosing to cover themselves up when they were, dre when they were dressed, they were going swimming. It just... It, this is the thing, like, I, I've said this before, isn't it? Like, sometimes when I'm talking to someone and they ask, oh, can I see a picture of your family? Or are you just talking? It's like, I can show you what my wife looks like. And she wears a hijab and I show them and they give you this. And I always say, you think I made her wear that, don't you? And they're like, yeah, did yeah. you? Like, no, I didn't. Yeah, try and make her anything. So I'm not going to go down that road. Come on. <laughs> I can't make her do it. Exactly. No control. It's sweet. It's cute that you think I do. I find it so weird that did he see people that weren't wearing much and feel equal concerns? Did he feel concerned that maybe they were pushing to not wearing much? Is that what happened? What do you think is going on in such a simplistic yeah. mind here? I'm such a simplistic mind. Nice one. <laughs> Sit back and quite good under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that I was surprised to hear him say that mainly because I didn't realize he was such a vocal advocate for feminist rights. I hadn't seen him say anything. <laughs> Track record would suggest otherwise. <laughs> yeah, because like, I've seen him say other stuff that would suggest that he's perhaps not the most inclusive or, I mean, he can be quite tone deaf. No, but so he's maybe he's concerned. turned off. Turned what, what are his concerns? Could yeah. the concern be? What's he saying? I think he's what is it? I think I thought it was because it was because they were black in color and that uses up a lot of ink and he's probably making some wider comment on the, <laughs> on the clothing industry. I don't know. I think the thing mm. is, though, just to cut to the chase, because it's mm. pretty thinly veiled. Oh, there's a bit of a pun in there. But I feel 
<laughs> love it. But I love it. I think it was essentially he just wanted to shit on Islam, and that was <laughs> that's his way of doing it. And he doesn't get this. Account. I would hasten to add that I think this. I think secret just because you know no one else is listening. So just from one <laughs> one guy to another, I don't think he cares about women. I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem's actually with Islam. This seemed like an easy opportunity to like have a little pot shot. And if you were to go through this person's feed, this guy doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't. Yeah. We see you. We see you. But we saw this with the World Cup, I feel. I don't know how you felt about the World Cup. I thought it was a decent looking. I don't know much about football, but the number of things that were coming up about the World Cup in terms of even Messi wearing the thobe at the end. Did you notice what? that became a bit of a thing? So Messi, Argentina won the World Cup. And then they gave him a big robe, I think, at the end. Oh, did they? And yeah. that was meant to be like a big, well done, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. But some people weren't happy that the guy was wearing the Arab outfit and <laughs> didn't take photos of it. And forever, the photos of the World Cup were tarnished by the Arab outfit that he was wearing. And you just think to yourself, like, wow, man, like the Western world is so like big-headed in terms of they really think that everything they do is completely correct on every single level. Yeah. The way they dress, the way they talk, the way they walk, the way yeah. they do things, the way they interact with people. I just, it's balmy that you could go to somewhere else's country, someone else's place, and start basically mouthing off about the way they do things. Yeah. I just, I couldn't believe it. I yeah. have to say, for the, I mean, there are a few things that I found, like, I've got to say, I wasn't in love with the idea of Russia having the, la the last World Cup, because you know that mm. they're like a horrible place. And uh, I wonder how they'd be accepted now if... They won a World Cup. If people who are as vocal as they were about Qatar, they'd say about what they said about Russia. But uh, I certainly don't feel in love with that either. With Qatar, like one of the things that I didn't like though was that they had to change the entire footballing calendar. So it's like halfway through a footballing year. Oh yeah, because of the weather. Yeah, because yeah, of the weather, yeah. and yeah. that I found because to be honest, like as much as I like to watch England games, I like the England team. I just don't like England fans. And probably not a nice thing to say, but I probably consider myself more of a fan of Manchester United than I am the England team. That was annoying mm -hmm. that they ruined, or they've cut this season in half for this bloody World Cup <laughs> that I cared a bit less about. And also, <laughs> like when they're England games, I am a bit like, if because inevitably someone's going to make a mistake. If for someone to lose, like somebody's going to make a mistake. And obviously, the last kind of competition with missed penalties from Saka and Rashford. And some the amount of racist abuse that inevitably comes out afterwards. I always feel a little sense of just trepidation, like, oh, you know, what's mm. going to happen this time? And so when Kevin missed the penalty, I was like, oh, God, it's a white person that did it. Even <laughs> though you can see, like, on their respective feeds afterwards, people are like, oh, don't worry about it, Harry Kane, whatever. Mm. And then there's still, like, racist stuff to Rashford and whatever. So regardless, I think people will take pot shots at them. So I think the next World Cup is in the USA as well. So I'm like... Mm. I just, yeah, uh, we're going to start having a go at the, the way they do things and the gun laws and all the rest of it. Probably I have not, to say, you know. though, like all of this does, I just find like the magic of World Cups. Like I'd love it to be like Brazil's cool, yeah, it's a footballing yeah. nation and whatever. And I think, can you remember the Brazil one? Like it was, I remember, I think it was at a particular time in our lives as well, though, but they had the Vizuvelas and it was all kind of like, hey, remember that, so, yeah. that's cool. Mm. Whereas I don't know, I have to say that I've not really followed the last few World Cups that much. For those reasons. But did you see that? I think at the end, Mbappe was, I think Macron tried to go give Mbappe a hug. Yeah, and and like, you no. could just see that. Yeah. And it did make me wonder, what, why did he not, that is the president, like why would he not be nice? But then I thought to myself, that what, if Mbappe could not kick a ball and he wasn't the rich footballer that he is, he would he probably not be rich and he yeah. would not be, he would just be a normal kid trying to get through schooling, probably not. And that's the kind of kid that Macron probably wouldn't be helping all that much. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's true, actually. That's a nice point. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they're only considered to be of value because they're 
doing something for them. Both opportunities. Way. Yeah, Both exactly. Opportunities. Yeah, that's, exactly that's it. That's it. Yeah. And I think there was someone who mentioned, I saw like a, maybe it was a podcast or maybe it was on TikTok and someone was talking about the shit. Oh, it was Trevor Noah. And he's talking mm. about the fr- that it's impossible to ignore the effects of colonialism. We're looking at the French national team. Look at all the people that comprise it. They're all from the French colony. And mm. basically he joked about it and how that when, people, when France won the World Cup before, like how people were happy about it in Africa because they're like, there are a lot, a lot of African people who came from African colonies who contributed people to that team. And they're like, well, no, it's a French with losing French identity. And I think the thing mm. is that people, and then it's, oh, you're, now you're happy to call them French. Now you're happy mm. to call them French. But like the French attitude towards immigration and stuff is awful. It's very toxic, isn't it? Almost as bad. Is it worse than the UK? So who knows? But it's bad. It's certainly not good. It's just mm. interesting to see the kind of double standards there and then what it can do for you. But we see this as well, isn't it? I mean, I've joked about this with you in particular, I guess, when we've spoken about it, is that when people support Manchester United and stuff, okay, for most of the time, you're not from Manchester, but even if you were from Manchester yeah. and you're supporting Manchester United, then half the team aren't even from Manchester. They've got nothing to do yeah. with Manchester. And the coaches not got nothing to do with it. Half the trainers got nothing to do with the place. They got they just come from all over the world, and then people are getting into fights about over it. this yeah. and getting so emotional about a team that's got nothing to do with the place whatsoever. And I think that's part of for me anyway is the, the amazing marketing ploy of football. I just find that to me, like from a business point of view, it's just amazing that yeah, you've, yeah. you've managed to get such a massive cohort of people to drop what they think they care about or convince them that they are caring about the same thing. Yeah. about a team that's got nothing to do with them. They're I just mean, so far from them. Yeah, people blow on. a whole load of money on it, don't they? It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy about amount of money that goes on. The the season tickets, wearing the shirt. But this made me think about Rashford and how he's pushing for the school meals and stuff, and I, which I think is a phenomenal work from him. But like he, he says himself, like he, if he wasn't a footballer, I mean, he came from that kind of background where he needed that, he needed that him, kind of, yeah, those, he needed those food, those handouts to be able to get do what he does. And only now that he's a footballer, that he's able to have a voice. And so that's when I saw Mbappe not wanting to have much to do with the president. I suddenly thought to myself, it might be, I wonder whether some of that sentiment, maybe because if it wasn't for you do it being who you are, that guy would not give up anything about you. You would be in some budget school, maybe yeah. getting a school meal if you're lucky, or maybe you can get, like you said, like the immigration laws are so difficult that whether you'd be able to stay or not and how your life would be like so different. But thankfully you can play football, kickball through it. And so yeah. therefore... You get treated nice by the president, given yeah. a hug, of course. <laughs> you might be reading a bit into it because apparently the French manager, Didier Deschamps, he shunned him as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if Macron, I don't know what, if he's any, he can't be less popular than Boris Johnson was, but maybe it's a kind of similar vibe, I don't know. But, yeah, um, maybe, but I was just thinking about, yeah, you know, what's it in it for, what's in it for Macron? Yeah, yeah. So Macron wants a photo. Yeah, sure. He Did you see Salt Bay? Salt Bay in Argentina? Yeah, that was brilliant. Okay. What's in it for People Salt hating on him. Yeah, like, no, people were hating like, on him. And I was like, why are you hating on that guy? That's yeah, a hustler and a half. You went from a meme to like multiple restaurants around the world. People are spending like thousands of pounds on steak. Me. Yeah. And you got to hold the World Cup. People, someone give that guy a World Cup. Yeah. That is the World Cup of hustling. That is unbelievable work. That is that's yeah, a dream, honestly, isn't it? Brilliant. That's a dream. Brilliant. We saw yeah, everyone who hated on him would not say no to the opportunity. If you were there and then someone said to you, hey, I know you're not really meant to hold the World Cup, but do you want to yeah, go say hello to all the players? And like, them- yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> He's going to say no. He's like, oh, actually, the rules say that you shouldn't. And I don't want to look like aggressors. I don't care if I look like aggressors. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go hold that World Cup. When is this you ever going to happen again? <laughs> exactly. Good for him. I rate you, my man. I'm not going to eat in any of your places. I'm not, I don't think it's worth that kind of money. But who knows, maybe I will. I'm not, actually, I would never put it past me. Shall we? Um, yeah, you never know. 
Yeah, go on. Get, let's get back to let's go back to medicine. Oh, actually, that, yeah, we could go back to medicine. Oh God, do we have to? Fair enough. Oh, there's no, only strikes going on. There's only strikes going it on. Strikes, yeah, it's really depressing. Yeah. There's a tweet I've copied in, which is just basically me complaining. What was I said? Oh yeah, so oh, yeah you're going to quote oh, yourself yeah. now. Go yeah. So this is a tweet <laughs> from this really interesting account. You should give it a follow. Three, you're going to watch four. It's got some. He's really funny. Anyway, this um, entire podcast is trying to get through some more followers. If you don't do exactly. this, at least. <laughs> like, once I get to 20K, I'll stop, we'll I'll stop. stop pushing. We'll go, we'll pushing. go away. We're done. It's the agenda of my <laughs> more followers just so that people like my jokes. But this wasn't a joke. This was a thought during my own course. And I sometimes I type these like things and I put it into drop it. <laughs> so angry right now, I better not tweet it. And then wait till the day after. Yeah, here we go. Launch. And the, Bring the I, fire. I got this call from, so basically we have this system to take referrals now, which is whereby basically we have this phone that she goes off all the time. I'm sure I've sent you like a little video of literally like the phone just going yeah, off and going off and going off and going off. Yeah. And mate, sometimes it's impossible to have a train of thought. So anyway, the, the powers that be have listened and we asked for more help, but what did we get? We got this online system where people can send referrals online. So the phone doesn't ring mm. all the time. People will send us messages instead. However, people will still ring to chase the message that they sent online. So not only do I have to respond to those messages, but then people are like, oh, sorry, I've just put through this referral, like literally 90 seconds ago. I just thought I'd just thought I'd chase it. So like, mate, it hasn't even, what do you want in that 30 seconds that has elapsed since you pressed send? What have I, what was I supposed to have done? And then I said, and they were like, what's the phone for? And I was like, oh, that's a legitimate question. That phone sort is for if, you, if someone's got a STEMI, someone's got a complete heart block, if they've got ongoing chest pain. And the reply, amazing, this is a quick thinking doctor. You should give them the consultant post CT right now. They go, they had, you, one of the criteria is that they have ongoing chest pain. Well, they did have ongoing chest pain. What do you mean they did? It's not now. It was ongoing, but it's not anymore. I was like, how do I even respond to that? <laughs> do I have to talk to you about what like the present and past tense mean? Like why that's like relevant and why that's just, you're just like, Wolf, just like words mean what they mean. And they just change mm. because, well, I don't know. Do they mean, I don't know. Anyway, I get that a lot. And you can tell, yeah, I get that a lot. Actually, where if someone calls me up, get, oh, they give me a really long story. And then, okay, actually, hang on, I can't find the question. Yeah, I thought I'd talk to you first about it. Right. You know what? <laughs> we just took the request in. I, you know, sometimes uh, I'm like, why is it they want to talk to you? Like, what is it about me that they gave you the impression that whilst I'm holding this phone, I'm going to want to talk to you that much? About this, I don't know. I've heard the story before. It's all the same stuff. <laughs> I do a bit of color to it. Like I do a colorful story. That's true. But when I know that as soon as I hang up, there's going to be someone be like, I've been trying to get through for the last five minutes. It's like, yeah, that's because I've been speaking to the last person who's spent 30 seconds complaining like you did. Maybe we should cut this a bit short. But that's what I've got to look forward to next. And so it does mean... Sometimes we get the situation where like the bed manager or something calls us. Like, no one's been able to get through to you. Is that like, yeah, because I've been like on the phone happens I mean, you can't yeah exactly pick up this many phone calls at the same time sorry i kind of tried to think of another way like maybe answering two phones at the same time and just telling them you i don't like I, as time goes on you just don't care anymore i think i got a phone call once from this yeah but ben ranger and they were saying a massive go he's like oh you know why you not pick up the phone and i just kept quiet and went on and on yes because i was on the other phone and she couldn't <laughs> get quiet and they were like <laughs> and that was it and I was like okay good I'm glad that's the end of that conversation let's carry on I, just, I do the I less do you care like, the less it matters I have like yeah. I get to that point and then come back around again unfortunately I don't know why that is maybe it's a sign of like immaturity and stuff but sometimes I get like irrational rage you know when you get, they're not to know that you're in the toilet but you know when you get calls when you're in the toilet yeah yeah, and you're yeah. Like, I can't even do that in peace but then I just answer but it I'm it. like yeah I'm just in the toilet 
But there's only I mean, so much you can do. I know, I've said this before, there's only so much you can do. I know if Amy's heaving and stuff, yeah. yeah. There's no point in picking up 10 cars and getting stressed about it. Yeah. Just do what you've got to do and move on. It's not your job to like worry about the actual outside and the staffing. Just yeah. do what I think my do, problem, at least the, the position I'm in, and go. Yeah. it used to be like that for medicine. Like I used to get a lot of phone calls. The problem I think in cardiology at the moment is that everyone feels like that problem that they're dealing with is the most important problem in the world and you need to be there like right away. Like everything and I literally physically can't so you're gonna have to just wait and then that's unacceptable and then people are like I had a phone call the other day and it was from like an Amy consultant and I was like I literally was like I can't I'm actually yes I'm with somebody supposed to say why don't you call the consultant and he's like how do I call the consultant and I was like through switchboard uh, is that what's the telephone number and I said I don't have he's not I, wanna, I don't have it sorry but through switchboard I have the number and he's like okay what's your name and I was a bit like okay and so when people ask it in that particular way I'm like just take my GMC number because I'm mm, like, that's what the implication is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want your name. I'm like, my name's Trisha Gunnar Wardner. But you're not going to want to write that down. So I know what the implication is. Do you want my educational supervisor's name? I, I, I don't. I don't. And I was like, I don't see what the relevance is to this telephone call. I've told you I'm a sick patient. I've told you to call the consultant. I'll give you the consultant's name. I don't have his telephone number. What more do you need? <laughs> and it was like, bliss. And he was we just want to have a go, don't they? Yeah, literally. No other like, oh, want to go. What's your name? What's your name? Oh, God, okay. All right, I'll just I'll just leave this more moribund patient. Okay, so thanks because <laughs> you took my name down. You made me spell it out. Oh, God. I think... <laughs> but there you go. It brings us on to another tweet from Dr. Linda Dyke, Dykes. Crucial lesson for NHS workers. Don't ever make the mistake of thinking that going above and beyond at work will be remembered or count for anything. As soon as you want or need to work to rule or say no, applies to so many layers of the NHS in reality. No is a complete sentence. Yeah. And we see that kind of bounded around, don't we? No is a complete sentence. And people start arguing with you and stuff like this. It's, it's like, yeah. I just I think no is more of a complete it, sentence. It's more complete when you're a consultant. When oh, yeah, you're <laughs> when you're not a consultant, no is probably one of the ways in which the conversation might get discussed at your ARCP. But the sentiment is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we should be better at standing up for ourselves. We're not told to stand up for ourselves. We're not told that we might get protected, but that's because we might not also get protected if we do decide to say no and stand our ground. But, no. but then sometimes you are surprised at like what other people get away with. Yeah, like, I've spoken about this one. Allegedly, there was an F1 that got into trouble because they may not be turning up things and just not very difficult to find, et cetera, et cetera. When they were called up on it, they literally said, I don't care. I want to do ophthalmology anyway. <laughs> oh, and, wow. and then what ended up happening was they were giving someone else to shadow them and make, and they got through and they got their number they got all the way in the thing they're doing we're a now. wonderful job now yeah yeah Sarge allegedly story. they may be a consultant yes. <laughs> it's not Sarge's story but it was but it does make you realise that wow someone could literally do that could they you know they it's could, they, can you really go that far it's allowed can you do that and actually that kind of brings you on to something that's not on our list Donut Doctor oh, I think yeah. a few people have been tweeting about that gentleman Saying that they have, okay, so I'm not going to say the name because I don't want them to come after me, et cetera, et cetera. I see more Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Fine. Okay, that's the, end of, that's the end of this podcast. Yeah. We're done. He, they are going very anti-vax, very, like, very weird stuff now. And uh, fair enough, good for you guys. You, a lot of guys decided to try and uh, report them to the GMC, and the GMC have said they're not going to be taken any further. Cause Which is so really. weird, isn't it? They haven't really given an explanation for it. Oh, my God. Have you seen the picture? That so there's a crane report. posted it. He looks... Haggard. Well, that in itself is an mm. ad. That's like an advert in itself. Getting vaxxed. Look at the people who don't get vaccinated. Just look at them as a cohort. <laughs> Do you want to be like them? <laughs> and then yeah. they all just, they all, they don't, they look like they've been through some stuff, don't they? They've seen some things. Um, <laughs> so 
you don't want to. They just don't age so well. So maybe there's something in that. Maybe we need. Maybe we need to. Maybe yeah. Maybe they need to. But it's it's dumbfounding, isn't it? That on one hand you can get done for writing an email about a laptop. You can get done for all this stuff that happens with the GMC, but you could tweet quite massively detrimental things that could convince swathes of the population that you're not only qualified in what you're saying, yeah. that you're telling the truth in terms of what to do with your health. He's got his grift. Happens. He's got his grift, right? People believe him. But then he's, did you know that none of the UK cardiologists are getting any more jabs? I'm like, who are you talking to? Pretty much he's, I think in a way there's been this complete and utter radio silence around him in cardiology, which is complete mm. ostracism. It's, it's, unfortunately, I don't know why it's been, people have been so gutless in calling it out more actively like CGMC or even like the kind of big cardiovascular societies. It's, it's, for me, it's a bit of a massive shame. Like I, I feel like it should be called out and the fact that they don't. Does he have friends in high places? What's going on? What is? It must be. And that's why no one wants to go after him. But I replied saying, oh, I've jabbed. And I, can't, and I said that uh, I, did, I can't say that he holds any real standing amongst cardiologists. But then I've made the caveat that I don't either. <laughs> so yeah. take that with a pinch of salt. But I don't, he, he wasn't like an eminent cardiologist in the sense that, I don't know, in academia or in clinic, clinically or whatever. So, But that's not what people want. No. A doctor. That's true. That is a true. doctor to say what but, they think. And that's all well and good. They can have that. They can have him. He can be their like figurehead. But don't, I just kind of was really talking enough crap of our own without being drawn into other extra crap. We can get mm -hmm. ourselves into trouble ourselves without doing that going. He can grift the way. But this is what's so surprising that you could, all the things that, you know, you are, I don't know about you, but I'm constantly worried about like the possibility that someone's going to yeah, misinterpret the say or say, I've said something on the podcast on my YouTube channel. Yeah. And then next thing you've got a letter from the GMC and I've got a good friend. I know people that ended up in trouble and I know them to be good people. And yeah. it's been a genuine like mistake that's yeah, yeah. happened and it could happen to anyone in terms of. They may have not seen something on the scan and it's gone all the way. It's blown up and like, whoa, that's sad and scary. But then at the same time, you can go onto Twitter. And so I could go onto Twitter. Does that mean that I can go to Twitter and tell people that, look, I am a consultant with dollars. I'm telling you that scans, you, you do not need a scan. Do not get a scan at any point in your life. It's the worst thing. It actually somehow makes the COVID virus worse. So what they're trying to do to you is if you try and go, if you've got COVID and you go to the get scan, it's going to actually make it worse because we actually use 5G when we're doing the scan. Mm. You know what I mean? And then, and I'm not going to get done for that. Really? Like I could do that legitimately and no one's going to come after me. So what am I worried about? What have I been worried about for so long? If I could get away, I don't even want to get away with anything. That's the problem. I don't want to get away with anything. I'm worried about doing the best job I can and still getting into trouble. And this person's doing all this and not getting in trouble. So what are you worried about? Okay. Is this, is a GMC an empty thing? I feel like or it's like, a pick and choose. It's like the law, isn't it? The law only applies to the small people. But really, so kind of people with money, it's just a minor inconvenience that can be. Yeah, 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 that's that, that's hundred percent true. Because uh, there's that wasn't that diplomat that ran over someone that's yeah. been going around yet. Yeah. Like, do, do you really think they're going to go to prison? Do you really think they're going to go? It's just it's never I mean, going to happen. Like, never going to happen. I, I saw yeah. obviously they were on a bit of a PR offensive. Like, oh yeah, we've offered to meet with the families. You did that over over a year ago, and the family were actually just so so dignified. Like even their responses, they were like, "So much water's gone under the bridge." I just don't see how a conversation with them now could be. The situation, like how they behave, and fair enough, fair play to them. Like, but look, that person who did that, yeah, knew they were a diplomat, knew exactly what they're, they're doing, doing. Yeah, jumped yeah. on the plane, got back, and just knew exactly what's going to happen. And they know they're it's very unlikely they're ever going to get done for it ever. And uh, but that's the thing, 
they're playing the cards that they've got and that's the kind of person they are and they're going to play by it. And I just think that when you say that, there is a certain amount of influence that can get away with it. Clearly in medicine, it seems for whatever reason, donut doctors got such a amount of influence. I don't know who <laughs> to quash anything and everything. It's just, it's incredible. And it's not that you want them to get into trouble. You just want them to stop being potentially dangerous. That's all it is. Just mm. stop being dangerous. Just put a caveat. This is my personal opinion. I don't represent the opinion of cardiologists in general. That's all you want. Yeah. Have your own opinion. Do what you want. But just caveat it rather than saying, I know the research. I've done the research. I've done, I put it all together myself. And I'm telling you that this is the issue. Great. Here we go. Now we're in trouble. Yeah. Because you're just feeding fire to the people that, you know, want it. They want this stuff. And it's amazing that like careers are built off of this, isn't it? Yeah, They're just totally. saying the wrong thing. Anyway. Speaking of saying um, the wrong on. thing, I thought yeah. it's been a while since we talked about the Junior Doctors UK Reddit, and there was a little post yeah. that I put, again putting myself front and centre with a bit of drama. Let me just re let me read out the post. I will. See, I don't know if she saw this, but I'll see what you reacts. So this is a post, but obviously by the non on uh, Junior Doctors UK subreddit. What to do about an SHO who's very good at not finding work to do? It's a clinical question. I've worked a couple of times recently with an SHO who's not that bad. If I give them a job, it's done with moderate efficiency. Their clerkings are what I'd expect from someone of their grade. They can do the basic paediatric skills I need them to do in terms of basic NL, cannulae in most ages, etc. However, they're really good at running out of jobs they've been specifically given and then disappearing. Like I say, I know they'll do a job if they're given it, but I feel like I need to micromanage them to get them to keep working through the shift. And I don't want to in case they've been dealing with deliveries or shift or keeping the midwives from bothering me with postnatal BS. I know that if I do bleep them, they'll call back from the break room. Any thoughts on addressing this? If I was overwhelmed with work, I'd obviously drag them up to join me. But when I've just got a steady stream of clerkings and mild ward trouble shooting, it, seems, it feels a bit rude to drag them up to help send my bloods and write my notes. On the other hand, when I was a general PSHO, I'd have been there all night trying to help, learn, do some supervising, supervised procedures, etc. They are a GP trainee. And maybe less motivated to do the acute peds because of that question mark. And they're not UK trained, so maybe it's cultural question mark. <laughs> I feel like I'm not just I'm not using them efficiently in my team. Maybe making them miss out on training and maybe being taken for a bit of a mug. Thank you for reading my 3 a.m. ramble. Please feel free to share advice, criticism, and tangentially related anecdotes. But I've got to say, when people did respond with criticisms, of which there are a few person did not tolerate that very well okay. what were your thoughts at first i just thought whoever this is, is quite efficient aren't they it's getting their job yeah. done and sitting in the mess room that's like, as in you're genuinely it sounded like something i would get up to in truth it reminds me yeah of, yeah kind of what i may or may not have been but the assumption that you're sitting around doing nothing when you've done all the jobs that you've got what do you want me to do just walk around and just i don't know sweep the floor what is it what is it that people want mm. and i think this person's wanting someone to basically Finish the jobs, call you up and see if they can help with your jobs. Yeah. But then does that mean that you're inefficient? Like oh. why, you know what I mean? That yeah. is, does that make sense? Like why, if you're divvying up the jobs and they're getting it done and you're not getting your one done, then maybe you're the one that's being efficient and you should be figuring that out rather than, and then the other thing is that now they're trying to do pattern recognition. Like what is it about them that is, yeah. is making them act the specific ways? Like, oh, it could be the color of their hair. Yeah. It could be that they're a GP. And suddenly it's like, it could be the color of the skin or it could be something else. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's quite interesting though, it was on Twitter and then the, the responses on Julia Doctor Reddit, they're like, I don't see that you're reacting to it on Twitter. And mm. I'm like, it's like, when, I think there's that famous phrase, isn't it? People ask for criticism and really all they want is praise. 
And when people were like calling out the various different assumptions here, because he's ba he basically does say, like, feel free to share criticism. But he didn't take any of it, unfortunately. And mm. so, and immediately saw any of it as like virtue signaling. Because anytime anyone wants to do anything nice and it's not in keeping with your values, it must be just for show, obviously. Like there are a few things like talking about postnatal BS. What's postnatal BS? Mm. Oh, that's something. I don't know. I thought it's a procedure. No, I think he's yeah, yeah. saying. I'm just joking. Oh God. And <laughs> then come and send my blood and write my notes. Like, and then he said, use that other kind of like buzzword. Of, he said making them miss out on training, like they're missing out on training, like writing in the notes for you. Like this kind of what ST3 pediatrics veg is somehow some great kind of like wise learning experience and they're going to learn stuff, sending your blood, please. But yeah, I must admit when I saw they're a GP and therefore less motivated to do a QP. Yeah, no shit. And also, and then what's the cultural thing? Like, I maybe wonder in the UK, is there a culture of, is there a culture of hard work? Is that like a thing? Because I didn't think that was a thing in the UK. <laughs> is it like... But didn't they, wasn't it like Royal College exams and I think it was uh, and anesthetics and obviously please quote, tell me if I'm wrong, but I had a, I have a good anesthetics buddy I hadn't seen a long time and I met up with him and he was telling me that they'd actually found that a lot of, a lot of sort of non-English people failing that exam. And so when they called them up on it, the college came back was like, there may be cultural differences as to why that is the case. Culture difference, is that what we're going to call it now? Yeah. At least we know. At least it's we just, know. It's all right. It's small words, you isn't know. it? Like they just use yeah. some other words to cover up other words, but it's just, mm. you all know what the code is. Yeah. I, this is another one of those things like just stick your head down and get your job done. Who cares? Like whatever else. Like this guy, this person, I feel like for some odd reason is worrying about what everyone else is doing. If this is some, if someone is losing out on their own teaching opportunities, then that's their own teaching opportunities. Mm. That's it. It doesn't matter. That's their problem. Just go get your teaching opportunities and get your job done and go home. That's all it is. It's that easy. But I just wonder, does this person walk around at their job and just look at what everyone else is doing? What are they up to? Are they doing their job? Are they working hard? And it sounds to me as though like on some level, efficiency is being punished in terms of being efficient has been mis misinterpreted into being lazy. You know, that's what it is because maybe this person just got, if someone is better than you, again, their job's done, or if someone's doing something, if it was me, okay, I'm going to say exactly, I'm going to be very honest. If this was me and I was the SHO and I noticed that someone was finishing their work very quickly and sitting in the mess room, I'd ask them, how are you doing it? Like, how are you getting it done? What is it that you're doing that's different from what I'm doing? I have to be hanging around here all day that, that you can be seeing in the mess room. I've got no issue with it, but I want to know how you're doing it. Maybe I could do better. Or free. You know I mean? That's the kind of thing you want to do because yeah. you can learn from something like this. Not just like, cultural. you know what, they must be lazy. And maybe it's cultural. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> then that's it you never oh, understand I've got nothing. that's the answer it's the that's what he's going to say he's going to say it's sorry it's a cultural difference yeah. that's what it is you'll never understand how I can get the job quicker done quicker than you can it's a cultural I feel like that should be like the answer <laughs> more things like just in general <laughs> if they're like if someone requests a CT head and you're like oh, no I don't think it's appropriate and they'd be like, and they'd be like what? let's flip it's this let's flip this a little bit let's say this SHO that's just junior or GP training was absolutely phenomenal absolutely smashing it yeah getting through things do you think the question would be do you think it's a cultural yeah, difference that's making that's them that good? Is that, yeah, is that going to be the question now? Like, how are they so good? Is it a cultural thing? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Come on, mate. Maybe like, that's just say what you think. Say what you feel. Come on, say yeah, what you feel. Okay. You know, I actually do some, sorry, I do some teaching for two Bs. Not, I'm not advertising it because I'd actually want to do it, but I keep getting messages <laughs> to ask, people to ask. And occasionally I give in. And they, I have noticed that there is a massive difference. And people know this, like the Hong Kong trainees are phenomenally good at radiology. I don't know what it is about them. Mm. 
And I've been trying to, over time to try and figure out what it is that, that they're doing. What is it in their training that means they can like smash it like this? Because they've never, I, some, there's one guy I was trying to teach here, genuinely. And it's not the first time, actually. I was giving him the hardest cases and he was smashing it so quickly, I was running out of cases. <laughs> and then at one point, he started picking up things that I hadn't seen. <laughs> oh I was like, oh my God, just stop. stop. Like, I don't know what I can offer you. And then let's just stop chairs. And then what I did was that, yeah, exactly. I, I want to learn from you. And the thing, what was really difficult for me was that I had promised to do four sessions and they paid me some money, but I'd also promised that, look, if at any point you're unhappy with it, just tell me and I give you money back. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm just trying to like make sure it's worth my time. So then because I knew that at any point he could ask for his money back, I worked really <laughs> hard to try to get the best cases possible. And it was like, so gut-wrenching, like, if, I, like he's not going to get this, he's not going to get this. And he's, oh, this is an osteogenesis imperfecta, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, no one's ever got that case. No one, not a single person. That's cool. What is it that you're doing? How you're doing it? That's yeah. cool, that's cool. So we're coming to time. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. So, no, 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 that's what I was getting I wanted to, obviously you've got some fest holes, but there was one kind mm -hmm. of like positive tweet that I wanted to mention from uh, ZM Bennett. And he said, my mum mm -hmm. died today. Mom, Jan, she, oh, yeah. she was a dedicated children's librarian who impacted countless kids. She was not particularly successful professionally, and most of her work was, went unnoticed, but it still mattered. And I just want to put that out into the universe. So I just wanted to echo that and put it out. Jan, Zachary Bennett's mum, was a force for good. But there was like a nice reply to it, which made me think, which was like a nice way of putting it, I think. And so some, someone called Tatiana Prowell, MD, she said, she sounds very successful to me. Both mothers and librarians are force multipliers. Make her proud. May she rest in peace. Oh, nice. Yeah. Force mm. multiplier. That's a nice one, isn't it? Never heard of that phrase. I'm going to use that, I think. So I'm going to use that. Should we finish on the festival then? You're gone. The first one? Gone. My hobby is to join Facebook neighborhood groups and comment rip off under every item for sale just to provoke the expected reaction from the vendor. <laughs> <laughs> Loves a bit of havoc. I love it. That's a good one. That's a good character. That's a good one. Yeah. This one, I guess, is kind of Christmas themed. The satisfaction on my wife's face when she cut, successfully cuts an entire sheet of wrapping paper just by sliding the scissors. Oh, that noise is iconic, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, a nice anything, sound. Yeah. Yeah. Beats anything mm. I've ever been able to provide it. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I've never quite managed yes. it. I always screw it up. Yeah, yeah, same. It all goes like to the wrong angle and then yeah. just the whole paper is completely ruined. Did you see that thing about the Tories saying about uh, ironing wrapping? Yeah, yeah. Was it a Tory thing? What was it? I can't remember. Yeah, it was definitely a Tory, isn't it? Tory energy, but it definitely was a Tory. Ironing old wrapping paper means that you can reuse last year's. It's a top tip for the Tories to save money because they're not, not going to save you any money. They're, they're gonna, oh, apparently she's going to take your off, money. Yeah. yeah. So she's turned <laughs> off replies. Amazing. But it's out there. So Environment Minister Rebecca yeah. Powell posted a video of herself ironing her old wrapping paper to reuse it, adding, obviously, you have to be very careful. Low heat on the iron because one does not want any risk of fire. Good one. Okay, great. Wow. Okay, well, thanks for... I guess we should finish there, isn't it? Trisha, any parting words? Have a lovely Christmas, everyone. And, oh, yes. I hope you've had a lovely Christmas. Oh, yeah, sorry. Had a lovely Christmas. And yeah, string out a bit yeah. longer whilst you're listening to us. And oh yeah, we want people to send in suggestions for a year roundup. Roundup, yeah, yeah. So we try and make a year roundup of all the best things that have happened. And we'd love for you to interact with us on Twitter. I've sent out a tweet, hopefully that's gone through. Yeah. So do interact with us, do send us a message. And just let us know what you think we should talk about. Cool. Cool. So right. until next week. Later. Everyone have a great week. Bye. Bye.